welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, everybody. And in case you haven't guessed, it is our two-year anniversary show today, hence the music. Happy birthday to the love of my life, not you, the bet- oh, thank football, you. Bet- football Betting Podcast. <laughs> the Football Betting Podcast. Who would have thought two years down the line we'd still be doing this and it would be growing at the rate it's growing? I'm so proud of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Me too. It's incredible. And that is all thanks to you guys who listen to the show on a weekly basis, get in touch with us on social media, review us on iTunes. Um, so we couldn't do any of this without you. So long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, again, just want to echo uh, Tom's thank yous. You've helped us into what we didn't really think was possible at the start. No. We didn't really think about it, did we? We just did it because we wanted to. I want to say five winning trebles now in the last three weeks. Yes. Yeah. Or was it in the last in the last four yeah. weeks? Yeah, something like that. Honestly, it's it we're on such a hot streak right now. There is no better time. If you're if you're listening for the first time today, welcome. And I don't blame you because this is probably this has probably <laughs> been the best streak we've had since we started it. Of course. We've got more trebles for you. Today, uh, we'll go through those later in the show, as well as recapping last week's winning ones. Uh, but pretty much standard fixture list is back again. So there was no Premier League last weekend. The Premier League is back this weekend. We've also got pretty much full fixture lists in the Championship League 1 and League 2. Yeah, biggest game in world football as well this week. So very, very interesting Um weekend of football ahead of us yeah so we'll start with the prem uh two games on friday four games on saturday and uh, two games on sunday so the fridays anything take your fancy cardiff watford west ham fulham no (laughs) i don't know about you i don't know about you but no i think they'll both be good games i mean i'm excited to see them both uh, the only thing really that I can that I can look at here is something I really fancy is probably West Ham Fulham, both teams to score. Uh, neither side is great at the back, and both have match winners going forward. Seven to ten, bookies agree with me, but not too much for myself um, on this here. I, I agree. Um, nothing from the Friday night takes my fancy particularly from a betting proposition apart from like you say the both teams to score is the the one if I was to pick anything out of it um let's move on to Saturday then Burnley Spurs Bournemouth Wolves Newcastle Huddersfield Leicester Palace um I'll start us off with the 12:30 Burnley Tottenham Tottenham are priced at 4 to 6 for this I think they'll get the win they've won four games in a row Granted, they have all been at home, but this is a Spurs side who typically have travelled a lot better than they've played at Wembley. Um, despite Burnley's pretty decent recent run of form, I think Spurs are going to have too much. Um, gave Dortmund a real lesson in maturity and how to play a Champions League knockout fixture in that great 3-0 victory. And with the added bonus that Harry Kane says he's likely to make the bench for this game, I think Tottenham are going to get a Fairly comfortable victory here. I don't think it'll be a battering, but a comfortable 2-0, something like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. Um, Burnley, you're right. They de- they have definitely improved uh, recently. Well, more than recently, to be honest. Uh, really, really good result away at Brighton um, in their last Premier League fixture. And, and yeah, it's not going to be easy for Tottenham, but I do fancy him. And I think I'd go for Tottenham and under 2.5. It's 3-1, to one, so it does really rocket your value. Uh, but I... I could see, you know, under 2.5 goals for sure. Maybe a 1 or 2 nil or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad shout if you want to boost your odds up a little bit there. But 4-6 to for Spurs. It's a little bit tight. A little bit tight. But I do think it will come in. Yeah, yeah. I've actually got something I want to talk about. And it's Wolves, actually. So, Wolves, as we all know, are the... They're the surprise package, but also they you know a lot was expected of them. Um, it's easy to forget they're newly promoted, but they are sat in seventh at this stage of the season, which is phenomenal. Um, they've won five, almost half of their away games this year. They've played twelve and won five of them. Uh, got a very very good record on the road for a mid-table side, and they're traveling to a Bournemouth team, which. Great one week, awful the next, really. Um, obviously, yeah. lost 3-0 to Liverpool, lost 2-0 to Cardiff. Game before that, beat Chelsea 4-0, beat West Ham. And then before that, lost to Everton, lost to Brighton, drew to Watford, lost to United. And it's just, I can't really put my finger on them, to be honest. Wolves won the reverse fixture, 2-0, which was only the 15th of uh, December, by the way. And for me, I just think that Bournemouth's inconsistency and how good Wolves have been recently and just all season, really, just points towards Wolves. They have been absolutely fantastic Wolves for the Premier League this season. They haven't lost in their last seven games. And for me, I'd be looking at Wolves and I'd be looking at them on the nose. They're eight to five. I think it's a really good price. It won't be straightforward. You know, if Bournemouth turn up, Wolves are going to have a tough game for sure. But uh, for me, I think Wolves are, are the team I'd be edging towards. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to disagree. Um, Bournemouth's form since the end of October has absolutely fell off a cliff. Yeah. In the, last, in the, in the space of the last five months, they've only won four games. They've lost 11. I don't know how you can beat Chelsea 4-0 one week and then lose 2-0 to Cardiff the next week. It's yeah. baffling. It's baffling. But yeah, I think you're right to tip Wolves here. If I had to go for anyone, I'd go for Wolves as well. Yeah, absolutely. No reason why not um, for me. So yeah, Wolves 8-5. to five. Loosely, <clears throat> I'm looking at Newcastle priced at 5-6 to six against Huddersfield. They also play on the Saturday at 3 o'clock. Huddersfield just haven't really got going, have they, under the no. new manager? No, it's all, <laughs> um, about, all about next season and that for them. Yeah, it is. They're well intrigued. They can come out in the media and say, we've not given up yet, we'll fight till it's mathematically impossible to stay up. But, you know, this is a team with two wins out of 26 games, rock bottom on 11 points, 14 points away from safety with the worst goal difference in the league. Um, they're as down as you could be without mathematically being down. Um, they go away to a Newcastle side 
who are still fighting for survival. They pulled themselves away a little bit. They're in 16th now, but they're still only one point away from Southampton in 18th. So this is a fantastic opportunity for Newcastle to get three points and lift themselves potentially as high as 13th position. Um, I think they'll take it. They've got the quality in the squad to take it. They have improved their home form recently, winning the last two home games in a row. So five to six isn't a bad price really for me. No, not at all. I think, yeah, for Newcastle, I think it's it's all... It's a game they should be winning. I, I always worry about the crowd at Newcastle. I wonder at what minute, if it's still nil-nil, will the fans start demanding, you know, the ball goes forward, the ball goes faster, we need to move the ball quicker, get another striker on. Do you know what I mean? That, those kind of classic, yeah. uneducated yeah. kind of bellowing from the stands. I wonder yeah. how that's my only gripe. Um, I know you said it was kind of a loose tip, and I I, I understand why. It's just if this is nil nil at sixty minutes, then there's a problem. If Newcastle score first twenty twenty five minutes, game over already. Um, but yeah. yeah, it will be interesting, and it goes without saying. If I had to go for someone, I'd pick the Magpies for sure. That's that for Saturday then. Shall we move on to Sunday? Yep, let's move on. Big game. Not the biggest of the weekend, yeah. but a big game on Sunday. Right. Yeah, so Arsenal, Southampton and Manchester United, Liverpool both kick off at five minutes past two. Um, anything you fancy from Arsenal, Southampton? I think this one will be a both teams to score. Both teams, very unconvincing, to be honest, recently. Yeah. Arsenal yeah. tend to win one, lose one, and that seems to be the pattern of their recent matches across all competitions. Um, Southampton probably picking up more draws than they'd like at this stage of the season, especially against teams around them. Yeah, uh, But I do think there is potential for both teams to get on the score sheet here. Yeah, um, Southampton haven't lost in any of their last five away games. That's one thing that I found when I was doing my research for the show that, that did surprise me. I did look into that a little bit further. Uh, they were uh, games against Burnley, against Leicester, Derby. They did get that draw with Chelsea, um, Huddersfield, and then the run kind of ends when they lost uh, to Cardiff on the 8th of uh, December. But a, a decent, obviously the Chelsea result stands out, a decent group of opponents, but not, you know, the top six. And I think ultimately Arsenal will get this win. But Hassan, Hassan Hutul, or whatever his name is, I, yeah, I really thought that, well, I think everyone did. Wow. I thought, you know, he started off well and it was going to be a bit of a canter towards survival, really. But they they've slipped a little bit, especially as you said against teams they should be winning against, and yeah, a little bizarre, a little bizarre, and a bit concerning for Saints fans. Yeah, I can't see them going down. I still don't think no, they will, uh, no, I can't. But really. it certainly looked a little bit, a bit clearer. I'd say it looks a little bit more uneasy at the moment. Uh, United Liverpool then 
Let's talk about that. United two to one, the draw five to two, Liverpool five to four. Um, oh yeah, wow, big game. This can have massive implications on the title, isn't it? If, it? The funny thing is, if Manchester United beat Liverpool, that then hands the initiative to big city rivals Manchester City. Um, so they're stuck between a rock and a hard place here, aren't they? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's it's really tough, isn't it? For Ultimately, United have to go out and try win the game, and they're Manchester United. Of course they will. They won't do anything else. But it does, it does kind of... You can't help feeling they're damned if they do and damned if they don't, right? Um, in yeah, terms of yeah. the game itself, I'm not sure this is going to be a firecracker. I feel like very recently, anyway, games between top sides in the Premier League have yielded less goals than we anticipate. Apart from, obviously, the 6-0 in the FA Cup uh, from Chelsea. But apart from that, I feel like it will be quite low scoring this game. United haven't lost against Liverpool at Old Trafford in the last five encounters. Uh, but Liverpool haven't lost in their last six. So you, you feel like something's got to give. Obviously, much bigger game for, for Liverpool, really. Let's be honest. Um, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I think honestly, I think I would go for surprisingly under two point five. Um, it's eleven to ten. I could potentially see a nil nil or a one one. I that's what I'd be going yeah. for. Under two point five will cover. You know, a one nil win for someone else. You know, even a you know a two nil win. Uh, but not many goals for me. Not many goals. United. I know they've done really well going forward and everything, but Lukaku looks completely broken. If it wasn't for Pogba popping up with all these goals, he's now their top scorer. And obviously Rashford. United don't have as much going forward, I don't think, as as Liverpool. Yeah, be, I've not quite read the team news, but if Martial and Lingard are still injured, um, that again puts Man United at a disadvantage as well. Yeah, I mean, does Sanchez come in? Arguably the worst Premier League signing in history. Or Juan Mata, who, you know, is great, but doesn't really have that pace. It'd be, a, it'd be an interesting no. one. What do you think? Uh, I'd agree. To be honest, I would, if I had to pick anything, I'd, get, I'd take the splinters in my backside and go for the draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, priced at five to two. But considering the stakes... I do agree with what you're saying. I think it's going to be more low scoring than probably people might think. Um, so we'll see how that one folds. Um, let's talk about the Carabao Cup final. Mm. Is this the end of Sarri Ball? Uh, <laughs> bloody Sarri Ball, man. All Sarri Ball is is 4-3-3 with Jorginho in midfield. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Do you think... There's any chance that Chelsea are going to beat Manchester City on Sunday in the final of the Carabao Cup? Um, do you think Sarri is even going to be in the dugout for the final of the Carabao Cup? Yes, and yes. First of all, first of all, sorry. Okay. Yes, I do think Sarri will be in the dugout 
for the final. I don't see anything changing between now, now and Sunday. Do they have a chance to win the game? Yeah, they do. They do. They have the best central defensive midfielder in the world. He's playing out of position, but he's on that team. They've got the <laughs> most expensive goalkeeper in world football. They've got one of the best players in the world in terms of playmaking in Hazard. They're full of international players. They've got Higuain up front, who's a big upgrade on Morata so far. And yeah, they do. They, I know, yes, they are completely wounded. And the club is not, you know, all in agreement from the terraces to the top. But they have a chance to beat Man City. This is not Man City at home to, you know, a Crystal Palace, for example. This is Man City, Chelsea. And if anyone thinks that Chelsea are completely broken, I I would disagree. I'd say they're on the ropes, but... You know, it's still Chelsea. I think they deserve a bit of respect. However, I do think City will win, and I think they'll win in normal time. And 11-20 to 20 is a little bit tight, but it still interests me. Yeah, I think City will get the win here. I think that 6-0, it's got to, that must have done some permanent damage. Mental scarring to Chelsea after that will be huge. And the confidence that, the Man City players will take from it, surely it's going to give them a massive boost to this get in this game. I can't see it being anything like 6-0. I think you're much more likely to get 2-3 from Manchester City and maybe the odd goal for Chelsea. But uh, I do think City will get the victory here, 11-20, for a cup final against a fellow top six side. It, the odds... Chelsea should be embarrassed at these odds, to be honest. Yeah. You know what I mean, though, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. You, you have to respect... Yeah, it's a, it's a one-off. It's, yeah, it's a one-off knockout game. Anything can happen, especially, like you say, with players like Hazard, Kante, etc. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for me, Man City are going to win this all day. Yeah. I just wanted. I, I just. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Yeah, well... Something that I want to get off my chest is that rumour has it, um, I've been looking at Sky Sports News on the whole chelsea Sarri situation yeah. earlier today. The latest news is that the board at Chelsea have met to discuss his future. One of the things to, apparently to come out of that meeting is that they're considering getting rid of Sarri, replacing him with Gianfranco Zola, who's his current assistant, um, and giving Zola the job on a caretaker basis till the end of the season. Um, now that for me would be suicide. That guy, Chelsea legend, yes, as a manager, apart from one good season at Watford, that guy is a serial loser and a failure oh. as a manager. Oh my god! To give him the job, <laughs> to give him the Chelsea job, well, you'd waive all chances of getting the Champions League goodbye for me if they were to go down that route. If his name, if his name was poor let's think of a random ex player if his name was Jesper Blonkvist <laughs> who used to play for United no affiliate no affiliations Chelsea at all this would not even yeah. be discussed what the way no 
we've seen this at Forest, right? And United have just done it. One of the best ways to get the fans back on board is to visit the good old days, right? And Solskjaer can't lace his boots up anymore. Stuart Pearce at Forest can't lace up his boots anymore, right? And Di Matteo, they tried that. Yes, he won the Champions League, but ultimately he wasn't good enough. But it does give people a lift. People like seeing the cycle from Zola being signed as a player. He plays for, what, five, six seasons maybe, goes off, comes back as manager. People love that. And I love that. When when we announced Stuart Pearce as our manager, I I knew it would end in tears, but I couldn't help love the idea, the dream of it going well. And I see why they're doing it, because it will lift the club. It will. Look at Solskjaer. Well, not probably... if they lose five, six, seven, no, eight on the but, spin. But look at Solskjaer, mate. He, he's a big part of why Cardiff went down the first place, was he not? Yeah, yeah, he was, but at yeah, least uh, now... he went away, had success. Yes, yes, he did. And basically, Chelsea will be banking on the feel-good factor and everyone pulling together. It's it's not a, it's not a ridiculous idea, but I do agree it is a poor decision if they do that. It's a ridiculous idea in my book. Ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, Jan Franco. You're a great player, but. Tom Pipkin from Nottingham doesn't rate you. So, <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> and you blame me. I'm sure no. Birmingham City fans agree with me anyway. That's the one thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, anyway, so we've covered the Premier League. We've covered the Carabao Cup. Let's look at some league action. Uh, the Championship. Anything stand out for you off the page? Uh, Leeds, let's let's just get this over and done with. Leeds, they've been wobbly, to be honest, and Bolton, uh, sorry, they've been a little bit wobbly, but Bolton at home, they can be a little bit sticky, Bolton, but by and large, you know, they they do end up being defeated. Um, You know, that 1-0 away win at Birmingham, for example, just seems to be a bit of a random result. That was followed up by a 4-0 comfortable drubbing at home to Norwich. Leeds haven't lost to Bolton in any of the last six games between them. And at Ellen Road, Leeds haven't lost to Bolton in their last four encounters. So this will be nice and straightforward for Leeds. We have to address it. They're two to nine, which is unbelievable. But it, yeah, it's craziness. But they will get the win. We have to say. Yeah, completely agree with that one. Again, not the best price for what I'm going to say, but I do definitely think it will come in. Uh, we've got Norwich against Bristol City, and uh, the pri- what I'm going to go for here is both teams to score. That's priced at 13 to 20. Um, two teams play a very attacking forward thinking brand of football, especially at Carrow Road. There are always Lots of goals. The amount of goals that have been at Carrow Road this season, uh, both for Norwich and against them, is frightening. Uh, when Bristol City come to town, you know this isn't going to be a cagey affair between two teams in the top five of the league. This is going to be Bristol City trying to win the game in order to continue their winning streak in the league 
and to get to those automatic promotion places, it's a fantastic opportunity for them to go to Norwich and take some points. Um, and then, you know, Norwich have got goals all over the squad, as we saw by their 4-0 drubbing of, away at Bolton last weekend. Um, for me, both teams to score is, is pretty much a given for this. Yeah, absolutely. And Timu Pucky, 23 goals in 30 games. That's such a good return. I saw one of his goals um, from the weekend. The confidence is just through the roof. You literally never, ever look like missing. And uh, with him in the side, you can almost, I mean, he's almost averaging a goal a game. He's he's close to, as close as you can get realistically. And uh, yeah, Bristol, Mm -hmm. as you said, uh, on absolute fire. That will be a great game for sure. Yeah, Um, has the key. Shut up. Promotion. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Stop that. Okay, moving on. Um, it's a bit of an odd tip, to be honest. I'm not sure why I fancy this. I just do, to be honest. I think, you I think you're just going to get Birmingham and Blackburn. I think it's going to be under 2.5. I just think it will be. Four to six. I just think it's two, two teams that are relatively dull, relatively. Um, I was having a look through both, um, through both runs of form, and not many games have been under 2.5 between these two. So my research doesn't back it up. But as you have been doing recently, tipping the bottom of League 2, I just think it will be. I just think it will be. I just um, looked at that game. Me, I looked at that game yeah. and I thought, poor bloody hell, that would be awful. And then I was like, right, under 2.5, got to be. I'll just double check yeah. the form just to make sure, you know, that no one gets in touch with us and says, oh, did you know, you know, Birmingham won 10-12 in their last game or 12-10? No, <laughs> I just wanted confirmation from the stats and to be honest it wasn't there but I decided to go against stats and just tip what I think yeah you know I can sympathize empathize with that um after what I've done on previous weeks and guys if you're new to the show this is what happens sometimes we know you come here for a uh well-researched reasoned uh tips for the games sometimes we just go we think they'll win yeah. Well, we think that'll be under 2.5 with nothing to back it up. And no. to be fair, when we've done that, more often than not, it, we are actually right. Yeah. Do, do you know what? I just, I thought it and I thought, why, why should I let a few stats change what? Because I thought it straight away and I thought, yeah, definitely under 2. Point. So if I feel that and I look into the stats and it's not backing it up, I don't have to change my mind every time. So I'm sticking with it. Be interesting to see what happens. I'm even going to go one further and say it will probably be a draw. I'm going to go for 1-1, one, 9-4. One, so lob it on if you fancy it. If you want hard facts and research, we'll give you some other tips. So what <laughs> What was the price for 2.5? Did I even read it out? I don't know. I don't think you did. Oh, jeez. 4-6. to six. Leaving us all in. Four to six. Yeah. 
Well, the bookies agree with you then. Oh, see? Or, or if you really want to, you know, if you really want to put faith in me, remember that guy that wrote on uh, Facebook, he said that I was basically ensuring that he could pay his rent every week. Yeah, geez. Is he out on the street? Yeah, I don't know. Mate, if, if he's listening and he trusts me, draw and under 2.5, three to one. Just saying. Oh, I love it. Okay, um, let's talk about the biggest game in the football calendar in the world this weekend. It's on the Monday night, 7.45. It's the big East Midlands derby, Nottingham Forest at home to Derby County. Uh, Forest price at 7-5, to five, the draw 9-4, to four, Derby 19-10. to 10. The added spice to this match is that both teams are chasing playoff spots. Derby in 7th, Forest in 8th. Um, so, yeah, more than just three points potentially at stake here, as well as bragging rights, of course. Um, which way do you think this is going to go? Because this, for me, is really, really tough to call. I feel like we don't have a very good record against Derby, especially in recent times. Um, better at home than away, but still, it's not a record that fills me with much confidence. No. Um, yeah, we haven't lost to them at home in the last five fixtures. However, mm. however, um, three of them have been draws and two wins. So, yeah, the draws as well, by the way, have been the most recent results. So the last three games at the City Ground between the two have been draws, and then previously we won twice. So I know exactly how you feel. Um, it's a huge game, as you mentioned. Forget rivalry. Let's imagine these two you know, were best of friends. Oh, God, that makes me shiver. But it would be a big game. <laughs> Derby is seventh, Forest eighth, as you mentioned. So, you know, 51 and 47 points. The onus will be on Forest. Obviously, a defeat would be, would be pretty bad. It's not the end of the, end of the world in terms of a playoff spot, but it, it certainly would create a decent gap. Ah, for me, I, I'm going to go with Forest. I honestly am. I honestly am. Okay. Reasons. I tried to think of this rationally. Reasons. Preston away. Very tough game. Very, very, very tough game. I don't care what anyone says. Nil-nil. Should, should have had a goal. Wrongfully disallowed. If anyone doesn't agree with me, go on YouTube. Have a look. It's there. West Brom away. One of the toughest fixtures uh, that you can have, really, in the championship, arguably. If you have a look at their 11, sometimes I've... I think it could just about survive in the Prem. Forrest took the lead twice. Very contentious penalty to rob them of the points. And then even after that, had a Stonewall penalty turned down. So let's imagine things did go the way that they should have. We'd be talking about a Forest team that's won three on the spin. I look at, yeah. I look at Derby. They've been a little less than convincing for me. So, obviously, they lost to Brighton. No disgrace there. Brighton, a Premier League. Draw away at Ipswich, which is a really bad result. They beat Hull at home, which is great. They drew away at Preston. Decent draw. Edged past Reading. Concerning. 
And then there was a few little wobbles before that, um, but against very good teams, so I won't hold it against them. I just feel like the onus is on Forest. They've been very unlucky recently. And yeah, it's going to be, it's a sellout already at the City Ground, which is great to hear. And I think Forest will get the win. Uh, prices Forest 7 to 5, draw 9 to 4, Derby 19 to 10. Be interested to see what you think to what I've said and how you think it will go, Tom. Well, it's hard to disagree, mate. <clears throat> we have to take this game and be on the front foot because we're the ones that are further behind in the race for the playoffs than, than Derby are. And teams above us have got games in hand. So if we continue to drop points, the gap gets bigger and uh, eventually it's going to become insurmountable. So we need to start turning these draws Unlucky draws, like you say, with the refereeing decisions, we need to start turning them into wins. Because if we start taking our chances, we don't have to rely on refereeing decisions going against us. Because by the point they happen, they seem to regularly happen late in games. By which time, we've already had more than enough chances in those games to put, put the game to bed. Because we're not taking chances earlier on in games, these refereeing decisions are coming back to haunt us. Um, so I think if we can, like you say, take the initiative, play on the front foot, take our chances, we've got a fantastic chance of winning because really we should have won at their place when we drew 0-0. Grabber missed a couple of guilt-edged chances. What I'd actually be looking at is under 2.5 goals. That's priced at 5-6. to six. If it's going to be a Forest win, I think it's going to be a KG 1-0, 2-0. Uh, five of the last six games at the City Ground have also been under 2.5 goals. The last three games in a row have been under 2.5, especially 0-0 in the last two games, home and away, between the two sides. So I think everything points to a KG close game that's going to be decided by one or two goals either way. I can't wait. I can't. I know. I know other people will probably not be. Um will not be as excited as we are, but it is normally such a great occasion. And, you know, playing for the Brian Clough Trophy, the two teams have got a lot of players and managers that have been on both sides, and it really doesn't sit well. It yeah. is honestly a great derby. I believe it's on TV. Um, so, you know, yeah. on, on the Monday night, sack off the Premier There's no Premier League. So give it a watch. I think you'll enjoy it, but... For me, Forrest, 7-5, to five, and Tom, uh, under 2.5. What was the price on that, mate? 5-6. to 5-6. to six. Okay. Um, right. Championship, are you pretty much done? I found it hard this week, to be honest. Yeah. Um, League One, let's take a little look at League One, shall we? Yes, absolutely. Um, a huge game in League One between Portsmouth and Barnsley this weekend. Really not sure where mm. that one was going to go. I was just wondering what your thoughts were because Portsmouth, they haven't won in seven games now and Barnsley haven't lost in their last eight. Uh, there's a few draws in there for Portsmouth. They're not all losses. Um, actually, half of them, sorry, uh, four of the seven have been draws. Uh, it's tempting to go for Barnsley at six to four because there always seems to be a team that falls off. and. It, it's looking like it might be Portsmouth. Yep. Well, there seems to be 
from what I can gather from social media, I don't know if it's just your typical social media fickle fan, um, but there seems to be a lot of calls for Jacket to go. Uh, that's Kenny Jacket, the Portsmouth manager. Despite their league position, uh, like you say, they're, they're still in fourth. You know, they're five points now off the automatic. But I think if, if you'd have given the Port, an average Portsmouth fan the playoffs at the start of the season, they would probably have taken that. I think it's oh just my. because of the way they start. Yeah. yeah expectations have raised, haven't they? Yeah, um, they have. Yeah, he's a victim but, of his own success. Yeah. Yeah. So I think calls for Kenny Jacket to go, you know, that's jumping the gun a little bit. I think this guy's got you to this fantastic position in the league where you do have a fantastic position to go up despite the recent slump in form. And I, I think this happens, doesn't it, to a lot of teams throughout the season. No team, really, unless you are a very, very good team, no team is going to go throughout a whole season without having a period where you mm. go through a sticky patch. Um, yeah. It's just whether Portsmouth have now got the test of character to come out of it and start getting a victory. And no better time to do it than against Barnsley, who are in second place and who they can get three points back on if they win this game. Yeah. Saying that, though, I don't, I don't think they'll win saying that, no. to be honest, because no. I haven't seen anything from them uh, on the pitch to make it look like they're going to turn it around. I, I can't say I watch Portsmouth for 90 minutes, week in, week out, because I don't. But from highlights I've seen, from fan forums, things I've read, it doesn't seem like it's on the verge of turning around. Uh, it's not like they're putting in really good performances, getting unlucky and not quite getting uh, the look of the draw and getting results. It doesn't seem like the performances are... are you know, indicating that it's all going to turn around. So, for me, I'd have to go to for Barnsley if I was going to pick anybody here. To be honest, yeah. I I agree, I agree. And uh, Barnsley just keep going, don't they? They just keep going. Yeah. And the thing is, Tom, you you're spot on about the uh, Pompey fans wanting jacket gone. If you have a look at the two teams, Barnsley have lost five games all season. Portsmouth have lost six. That's all. That's all we're talking. It just Portsmouth have all come recently. That's all. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, if you have a look, wins Barnsley nineteen, Pompey seventeen, draws Barnsley nine, Pompey ten. So th- there's your difference. It's just a couple of wins that Barnsley have managed to to turn into. Um, sorry, that they managed to churn out. So yeah, for me, uh, Barnsley yeah. will win this game. I think. Which is why I brought it up six to four. It will be tough because Portsmouth are no mugs, but man, they they need to calm down down there, don't they? My God, I agree. I agree. Um, anything else you like the look of? For me, League One's quite tough actually this weekend. Uh, yeah, there's a game on Sunday. Luton Coventry, Luton Price at eight to thirteen. This one is actually live on Sky. For me, this is got a Luton victory written all over it, and I don't see. Any reason to oppose Luton here? They've won six in a row. You know, they last weekend, I think they broke the club record um, unbeaten streak in the league, which I believe was 20 games unbeaten wow. in the league, uh, new club record. So they can carry on increasing that now with a, an excellent chance to get a 21st 
against a pretty mid-table Coventry side, really. Well, yeah, really nice, that's, but... that's what I was going to say. Coventry have beat Rochdale and Warsaw in their last two games, but the difference between Rochdale, Warsaw and Luton is absolutely gigantic. So, yeah, yeah. this is, this is going to be a, a step too far. Luton unbeaten at home all season. Yeah, um, credit, I want to give a, I mean, not that they listen or anybody cares, but I want to give a, a bit of a shout out to the Luton players because we've seen that, you know, a manager can leave or whatever and, and players think, oh, well, you know, if we can't keep hold of the manager, what's going to happen now? Do you know what I mean? And the place going to meltdown. Yeah. But they haven't. They just carried on doing their job. Uh, whether that's down to Harford, the players, bit of both, not sure, but fair play to them because they're looking like they're going to get promoted now, which is great for the club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did have one more I wanted to, to go through. Um, sure. What would, I, what would you do if I told you there was a home team chasing the playoffs against a team in relegation that haven't won away all season. Would you? Would you fancy it? Uh, on the paper, on on paper, on the face of it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. However, there is a little bit of a kicker, and I think I know why you haven't covered this yourself. So the team in question. Uh, with the poor away record, is Oxford. So Oxford haven't won in the last six. They haven't won a single away game all season. However, they have managed to get... Really? Not a single away game. However, the reason why he's so shocked is because they've drawn 10 of the 16. God. Yeah. Wow. They've drawn 10 of the 16. Craziness. And then you've got Blackpool. Okay, they're the home side. They're in eighth. They're doing absolutely wonderfully. And they've drawn 12 games all season, home and away. They've drawn as many as they've won. They've only lost eight games all season, Blackpool, which, yeah. is, which is less than Charlton, and Charlton are in fifth. <laughs> They're just the draw specialists. So I'm feeling like everything is going towards draw, 11 to 5. So Blackpool have drawn as many games as they've won, and Oxford have drawn more games than they've won or lost on the road. Uh, so, I mean, Blackpool are, are not really ones to bowl anyone over anyway. So, yeah, I, I'm just, I don't often tip draws, but I was looking at all the research, mm. and 11 to 5, it seems like all the stars are aligning towards that. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. And of course, last weekend on my winning bomb-proof treble and the joint, actually, we had Blackpool on the double chance away at Charlton because of the fact that they're a very sticky, tricky team to team to play. Who are, you know they are they aren't afraid to set up shop at the back, take a team into the trenches, and grind out a nil-nil just like they did last weekend. Okay, let's move on to League Two, shall we? Yes, let's move on to League Two. Tom, you can get us started, my friend. So a team that I'm looking at who are, they do have a tough game this weekend. It's Crew at home to Exeter. Crew got a last minute equaliser against Paul Scholes' Oldham last weekend in a game which I said on the podcast you should avoid because Crew are a very good side. Don't get sucked into the media hype around Oldham. That was proved again when we incorrectly tipped them on the midweek bomb-proof <laughs> treble. Yeah. Um, 
when they lost at home to Morecambe, so perhaps we should take our own advice sometimes. Um, Crew play Exeter this weekend at home and the price for the victory at 29 to 20. I think what we've seen with Crew, especially at home in kind of the last two months now, is that when they're playing teams above them in the league, in and around the top seven, eight, nine, they perform very well. Beat Lincoln, beat Newport, beat MK Dons, beat Colchester, beat Carlisle. So lots of sides there who are up there in the league. Crew have beat them all in the last couple of months. They really raise their game when they play the big sides. Exeter currently occupy eighth in the league. It's in that Goldilocks zone. The teams that Crew love to raise their game and beat. I think they're going to do it again at decent odds here. Exeter, for me, are very hit and miss. Um, they don't really offer too much threat, especially away from home. I think they get the majority of their points come at home. So, yeah, for me, Crew to get another victory. I like Crew. I like Crew. I do. They've got yeah. they've got some good some good ethics and some good ways yeah. of doing you things. Have- you had a good football manager far with crew. Well, we'll call it good, but you had a, mm. a football manager. <laughs> a football manager file. Yeah, I tried. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> yeah, like crew. And I agree with your tip. I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, I agree with your tip. <laughs> I think uh, Exeter, uh, they don't really, I don't think crew should be scared of Exeter, if you know what I mean. No. I don't think coming coming to the railway men they should be concerned at all. Uh, very winnable game for them. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on Notts County here. I'm gonna jump on them. So we're recording this Tuesday night. So Notts County, who have just previously before tonight, should I say, drew against Lincoln, won two in a row. They had a home game against Newport. Newport, fresh off getting a runaround from Man City in the FA Cup on Saturday. They travelled to Meadow Lane. Me and Tom fully expected Knotts to carry on. And they followed that up with a 4-1 defeat. I've had enough of Knotts. Like, that was it. Like, that, was, that was the turnaround. They've got a very tough game now away at Tranmere. Tranmere in ninth. They have their own agenda. They're pl- chasing that playoff spot. Carlisle occupy it right now, and Tramir only three points off. 21 to 20, I think, is a very, very good price, especially when you look at Tramir, are unbeaten in their last three games, two victories and a draw, one of those victories at home. And, yeah, for me, Notts County, although they seem capable, that, for me, was a bit of a a bit of a ball that they dropped in midweek. That was a good opportunity because Newport, you know, they're they're doing okay. They're 15th. But really, earlier on in the season, they were up in the playoff spot. So that was a very winnable game and a really poor result. Mm. Well, mm, yeah, I understand your point. However, I'm gazing into my Knox County. You're not not Uh, doing this again, are you? Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I think what we're seeing from the Newport game, reality check, yes, absolutely. But what it also tells me is that perhaps this Knox County team 
doesn't really handle the tag of being favourites as quite so well as they do being the underdogs. Um, this was the first game in a long time when they played Newport where people actually turned up expecting them to win. And they were favourites with the bookies, which they haven't been for ages. It was at home in front of an expectant fan base considering their previous results. And to be fair, to be blunt, they crumbled under the weight of expectation and the pressure. Now they're going away to Tranmere where people are now thinking, okay, maybe it was a false storm those three games unbeaten against top sides. Perhaps this is actually the reality. We're not as good as we thought we were. I think there's going to be a reaction again because the pressure is now going to be less on Notts County, more on Tranmere as the home side to get the victory. So I think Notts County on the double chance at 13 to 20, not the best odds, but I do think they're going to get something from this game. I think there'll be a reaction. <sighs> well, to be honest, you haven't been much wrong with knots. So fair play. Nah. And yeah, you said you just stared into your crystal ball and everything. On this occasion, <laughs> as with almost everyone, <laughs> I'm going to disagree. I think Tranmere are, are very handy. Tranmere, they're ninth. Pay them some respect. Yeah, absolutely. They're decent side. Decent side. They did have a oh, wobble. Absolutely. They, they have been poor for a while, but, you know, unbeaten in the last three now. So, looks like they may have turned the corner. I just feel not missed a big chance midweek. Big, big chance. Yeah, they did. They did. There's no, no denying that they did. But I think they'll get something. So, we'll see what happens anyway. We will. Next tip. Who's up? Um, tough pickings. Anything you like the look of? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I can. I. I can already hear the screams from you. I can already hear the disagreement, the groans. MK Dons. MK Dons. Really? Really? Oh my God. MK Dons. Home. <sighs> I mean, have you not learnt your lesson? <laughs> I have. I have learned that. <laughs> but Newport, typically, Tom, on the road, apart from that knots result we just spoke about at length, they're really poor on the road. Really poor. They've only won... Sorry, they've lost 9 of 16 on the road. They're really not that great. MK Dons have only lost 3 at home all season. They've got similar form, operating at about a 50% win ratio in their last six games, the pair of them. So it will be a, a close game, uh, but, you know, MK Dons, I, I can't ignore them. They've only lost three at home all season, and Newport have lost nine or 16 away. It just, you know, they've got Agard on 14 goals, Anike on, on 13 goals, then they've got Reese Healy on eight. It, they've, they've just got goals all over the team, and I, I just can't resist. And I'm looking at MK at five to six and I'm licking my lips and I'm thinking, yeah. And this is a big game for MK Dons. Joe, you know why? Because Mansfield are third, Forest Green are fifth and MK Dons are fourth. Mansfield and Forest Green have got each other and neither team is particularly sparkling right now. They're very inconsistent. This is a big opportunity for MK to close the gap on that automatic place. and. 
Newport, as as I just mentioned, Notts County Resort aside, pretty poor. Five to six for MK Dons. It, I can't resist it. Jeez, we won't go near this game in a month of Sundays. Won't touch it with a barge pole, mate. Why? But, Why? Um, you wanna... Wait, I can't back MK Dons. I'm too scarred from previous right. times when I've tipped and back Dons. They've let me down. Newport County are a side who are capable. Yeah, they they're are. More than capable. Yeah, they're capable of losing as well, which is why they're 15th. Give them some credit. Come on. They, no, no. They were drawing. They were drawing nil nil with Manchester City at half time in their FA Cup game. Yeah, good for them. Manchester. How many teams have done that this season? I think three. They were the fourth, I think. Yeah, good for um, them. Congratulations. Beat Notts County 4 1 in midweek. Yeah. I think they've got some momentum on their side. No, they haven't. They don't have any momentum. They finished 11th no. last year. The start of this season, I thought they were going to make the playoffs. They've absolutely dropped off a cliff because of their away form at Rodney Parade or whatever that dump's called. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're doing a little bit better. They've won 9 of 16, but on the road they've been poor. They've lost 9 of 16. MK Dons have lost three games at home all season. They've lost five of the last eight. Who? MK Dons? Yeah. Yeah, but crap. most of them are they away. Can't trust, can't trust them. <laughs> well, this, I'm fine. I fancy them. Well, they're one of those teams, mate. Honestly, they're a little bit like Carlisle or Colchester. They don't seem to win every week. But they're up there as well. I don't know how it happens, but MK Dons are fourth, <laughs> and that's a fact, right? So I'm going for MK Dons. The profit chasers can either go with me or they can ignore that tip. Five to six is, is, is a wonderful price. A wonderful. I might even put them in my bomb proof just out of spite. Five to six. Absolutely. Suicide, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Wow, <laughs> the suicide treble. Um, okay, <laughs> your mouth. Whatever, we'll see what happens. But I won't go near that at all. Um, any more? Or now can we move on to the popular travel? Just ah, let me read out my winning. I actually have one more that I'd like to go through. Do you want this podcast to run for two hours this week? <laughs> I don't really. Let's let's review last week's bombproof troubles. <laughs> oh, you had me hook like sinking there. <laughs> no, I don't have any more. Okay, so yeah, not my week this week. It was uh, the week of the Tom P. Uh, so I'll get mine over and done with. It was it was one of the most comfortable trebles ever, apart from a key ingredient. Um, I had Norwich to beat Bolton, and they won four nil. He also has Sheffield, Sheffield United to beat Reading. And they won 4-0 as well. However, I did have Scunthorpe to beat Gillingham away. And they lost 1-0. So, unbelievably comfortable, uh, apart from that crucial leg. Uh, but that was always going to be always going to be the case with that, with that treble. Shocking performance from, from Scunthorpe as well. That was terrible. Absolutely. It's not even score. Yeah. That was criminal. Criminal. Yeah, rubbish. Um, so for mine then, which won, finally, I 
feel like a lot of the winners we've had recently have been yours. So it was nice to get one of my own and to pull my weight a little bit here. So I had Grimsby at home to Cheltenham and they won 1-0. Yeah, he also had Blackpool on the double chance away at Charlton and they got a 0-0 draw. And finally, I had Barnsley at home to Wickham and they won 2-1. But I've got to tell you, I've got to be... I've got to tell you a story because you don't know this either, to be honest. Oh. So the Blackpool game had finished. The Grimsby game had finished. The Barnsley game was still going. They were 2-0 up and Wickham just had a man sent off. And I'd, in anticipation of winning the treble, I'd readied the tweet already <laughs> to celebrate that we'd won. Uh, I pressed send, put it out there to the masses. Barnsley, 2-0 up against 10 men. What I didn't realise is that there were 11 minutes of added time in the Barnsley game. And at the time I sent the tweet out, we were on about five minutes into added time. Next thing I know, Wickham have got a penalty. They score it, it's 2-1 with about three minutes left. And I was thinking, oh my God. <laughs> I've put the tweet out celebrating that we've won the treble because the team was 2 up against 10 men with five or six minutes left to go. Now I was there sweating, thinking, please do not concede again. Please do not concede again. Please do not concede again. Uh, so it wasn't without nerves. Uh, but yeah, they pulled through. And eventually Are you joking? Are you no. joking me? That's a le legit oh what I did. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was nearly yeah. international embarrassment. I know. I was literally thinking in my head, should I just delete the tweet and hope no one saw it? Should I put out another tweet saying, oh my God, that was the biggest <laughs> embarrassment ever had in my life? Oh <laughs> my God, I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Fair, geez, man. Fair play to you. Will you be doing that again at the weekend if you're in that situation again? Absolutely, I will. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Mate, yeah, there's so much excitement to the travel. Oh, my God, it's unbelievable. Oh, jeez, bloody <laughs> hell. Well, I had no idea about that. <laughs> what I did know, however, is that the Barnsley game also had implications on the joint bomber treble, which was also a winner. It was. Um, so, from my treble, we had Barnsley and Blackpool on the double chance. And then on mine, we had Sheffield United. So that was a tidy, tidy winner as well. Uh, what, was, what price did we have that at? So that was, I believe, about three to one. My chub was yeah. about four to one. Um, so depending on what you put on, you could have got some decent returns there. Yep. Uh, I think the, the joint, we called it the bulletproof vest, bombproof treble, didn't we? We yeah. said there was no way that was going to look. No chance. And, uh, it didn't. So, yeah. yeah there we pulled, go. We were right. It pulled Nothing through. Getting it into pulled that. through. No. So watertight. Oh, my God. It's a bulletproof vest, bombproof treble, treble, treble. It's just, yeah, there was no way that was losing. I'd, I should have put my wife on that. And, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, if you are new to the show and you're wondering what on earth is going on here, bombproof treble. We put together all of our knowledge, research, and general gut feelings to uh, create a treble for you guys that we recommend that you back. Um, we back ours with 
£10 stakes, but you just put on what you can afford to lose. And hopefully, we can win you some profit at the weekend. So, we're on form. The pressure's on. Who are you going for this week, my friend? Do I get first pick? You get first pick, mate. You, you won. So, I think you did that for me. So, take Lovely. it away. Lovely. So, for my treble this weekend, let's hope we can make it two wins in a row. For me personally, um, I'm going to go for one Saturday game. That is Crew at home to Exeter, priced at 29 to 20. Then this treble is going to roll over to Sunday. Uh, Luton at home to Coventry, priced at 8 to 13. And then also on the Sunday, the Carabao Cup final. Man City against Chelsea. We're going to go for Man City, 11 to 20. And the treble as a whole pays just over 5 to 1. So an example, £10 stake pays 61 back. Perfect. And that's a Man City to win in 90 minutes, Profit Chasers, just to, yeah. just to reiterate that. Um, but yeah, absolutely love the fact that all I've got to worry about on Saturday for yours is crew. <laughs> and then Sunday, we can uh, hopefully get two relative favourites, especially Luton, um, yeah. home and nice and dry, pretty much, hopefully. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mine is large, uh, two Premier League and a Championship, which is quite rare for me. I don't normally go for the Prem, but uh, yeah, kind of like the look of the games this weekend. So first one is Tottenham. Tottenham are away at Burnley, and they are priced at 4-6. to six. I'm also going to go for Wolverhampton Wanderers. They are away at Bournemouth. They're 8-5. to five. And then we're going to drop into the championship and go for that Norwich-Bristol City, both teams to score, 8-11. to 11. Uh, Price, very happy with this, 6.48 to 1. So, for example, £10 on returns you 74.84 back. Probably Wolves that have done that, really? but very nice price, I think. Wow, yeah, Wolves have really boosted that one up. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, but, again, I think like mine, you've got two which should definitely come in. And then you've got one which is a bit, a little bit more iffy. So for me, mm -hmm. I've got crew for you, Wolves. Yep. Um, so if those two games can come in, I think at least one of us should definitely be on for a successful weekend. Yeah, agreed. And uh, hey, that's where, the, uh, that's where the value is in games like that. Yep. And this is where we'll combine to make a joint. So I don't think... This joint is going to pay particularly well. Um, let's go as far as we let's go for version two of the bomb, the bulletproof vest, bombproof treble. I think. Yeah. Safety first. Safety first, man. Um, I'd like to champion Luton from mine. I think they're pretty nailed on. Yeah, I like from mine. I like the both teams to score. To be honest. I feel like, yeah. funnily enough, that's the, the most likely from mine. And I'm happy to – we can go for Man City or Tottenham. I'm thinking Man City. Uh, both because, should win. I'm thinking Man City because you won the treble, so you're, you're the, the undertaker with the hot streak. So I'm thinking okay. maybe whacking Man City on. Yeah, go on then. We'll do that then. So Man City eleven to twenty, 
Luton eight to thirteen, and you're both teams to score is what price? Eight to eleven. Okay, so that pays. 3.3 to 1. So, again, example, £10 state pays 43 back. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. 43 back, I'd take that. So that is Luton, Man City to win in normal time and Norwich, Bristol City to be both teams to score. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, got to fancy that um, for sure. That That is so waterproof. That is waterproof, fireproof, windproof, everything. Nothing's shockproof. Get, yeah, nothing. Nothing's getting in. Soundproof. Nothing's getting in. <laughs> um, the only thing that, that it's not. The only thing that's not is profit-proof, guys, um, yeah. and that's the main thing. <laughs> that's so true. It's absolutely not profit-proof. <laughs> it's definitely going to yield profit. Um, so yeah, they're the bombproof travels for this week. Hopefully, we can continue our amazing, amazing start to uh, twenty nineteen. Um, yeah. Fancy football. I hate this part of the show. We don't. We don't have any uh, anything to talk about this week, do we? No. Luckily for you, we can skip this part of the show because there wasn't any games last weekend. Uh, for anyone who is new to the show, or if you a regular listener and you haven't joined our fantasy football league yet why not we have a official premier league fantasy football league uh, the code to join will be in the podcast description i think there's about 108 people in it now something like that the winner at the end of the season gets a 20 pound free bet on us so you know if you're doing well in your respective leagues come and join ours you'll slot in at your rightful place so you might be able to take that free bet off Chris Hindle, who is currently leading the way. He has been for weeks. Uh, arguably, months, maybe, man. yeah, maybe months. He's been decades. absolutely slaying it. So decades. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that is, that is a bit of fun for you to join in. Uh, so is our social media. We've, we've got a nice little following going on social media. So if you can join us uh, on Twitter, that's the best place to really uh, keep in touch with us. T underscore FB podcast is the handle. Um, we're on Facebook as well, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And we're also on email. If you want to email us with any questions, ideas, or inquiries, football betting podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you, have enjoyed the show. Please do rate and review. We did begging at the start of the show last week. It did pretty well for us. We got three or four new ratings on iTunes, which is fantastic. So um, if you do like the show, please go on. Rate us, preferably five stars, of course. That will really help us to get on to our aim of being on the new and noteworthy list. Yeah, absolutely. We, we really appreciate everyone that took the time to review um last week it was uh very much appreciated and it did not go unnoticed no so we hope you've once again enjoyed the show this week guys thanks for listening and we'll be back next week as ever with another episode of the football betting podcast <laughs>